0: It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say. It's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Oh, good morning. Good morning, humans of the internet, my friends, my strangers, the people who uh, jumped online looking forward to seeing Miss Rachel Hollis. Only to find this, not Miss Rachel Hollis. It's me, it's Dave. I live here. This is my house. I share it with Rachel. She's writing a book today. So, uh, welcome. Stacy, what is happening? Ah, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I hope that everybody is doing well. I mean, I hope Stacy's doing better than most, but I am uh, hoping that all of you are doing well. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining. Another version, another episode, another day of the Start Today Morning Extravaganza. Here I am back in my office. Yeah, someone says, damn, it's only Dave. I, I got to be honest. I am missing Rachel Hollis as much as y'all are missing Rachel Hollis. Uh, but she is only 8,000 words away from finishing her next book. 8,000 words is not that many. That is a, a small amount of words relative to the number of words that are necessary to finish a book. She is so close, she's gonna be back on Monday with all of us, and now that you're here, I'm gonna tell you right now, we're gonna do you another day of yell talking, another day of why in the world, Dave, are you yelling into this computer? We can hear you, stop using your outdoor voice. What in the world? Uh, We are in the midst of, if you do not know, we're in the midst of a next 90 day challenge, where we are, as a community, running through 14 weeks of time to thrive through this quarantine, this upside-down world, this strange, what-in-the-world-is-happening-to-us state that we find ourselves in. And this week, we're talking about resilience. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, Resilience Week for me came at a very, very important time because I have struggled a little bit in the midst of now, the midpoint of our 14 weeks, to sometimes feel like I want to get back up, like I want to keep on going. And uh, this whole week has been about this decision to get back up and keep on going, even on and especially maybe on the days when we just don't feel like it. And so, man, I want to encourage you, if you are feeling hard, if, if this is feeling hard, if you're feeling down, if you are struggling at all, number one, that's normal. These times, just man, that that's a thing that happens to happen in the midst of these times. But you have to make this choice to get back up. Someone asked, "Where's Rachel?" Rachel's writing a book. She is just now finishing a book. She's finishing her book this week. She can be back on Monday. So I uh, I'm excited in one way in one way because uh, if you have not yet listened to it. I, in the book I uh, wrote called Get Out of Your Own Way, have a chapter that describes what I will argue is one of the most resilient periods we had to, as a family, go through, and that was our adoption journey. And that entire chapter is available for free today on the Rise Together podcast. So if you um, are interested in a little bit of the story of what the five years of us deciding to continue to get back up and keep on going and deal with adversity and the way we thought it was going to work not actually working that episode exists I am proud of that episode I think it's one of those things that um, will hopefully inspire you to believe in continuing down your path whatever that path may be Um, staying connected to the light at the end of your tunnel, whether your tunnel is something that we are experiencing right now in quarantine, if your tunnel is something that is also an adoption journey, whatever it ends up being, um, you just gotta stay connected to this belief that you are going to get to the other side no matter what it ends up being. Uh, But that episode is up today, I encourage you to listen to it. Uh, As I was uh, thinking about what in the world, what in the world should I yell talk about today? I thought, you know what? I'm just going to talk about what, for me, have been the consistent things that have existed in my journey of resilience. Because in just identifying that these are just the things that exist when you decide to stand in a posture of resilience, maybe it gives you a little bit of permission to be okay with it feeling the way that it feels because of this just being the price of entry when it comes to having to be resilient. The first thing, for me, that has consistently needed to be something for me to be um, conscientious of, is this idea that resilience requires that you accept that you are in a state of becoming, right? Resilience requires that you accept that you're in a state of becoming, that you do not yet possess mastery, that you are still figuring it out. And for me, someone who uh, has ego like everyone else and is proud like anyone else, sometimes I didn't like the idea of having to get back up or the idea of having to keep on going because I didn't like the idea of not already being at my destination. The idea that I had to persevere, that I was still becoming, challenged a little bit of my mindset and belief in self and the the way I'd like to think of myself as being further along the journey than I inevitably am at any given time. All of us are on a journey to becoming who we are ultimately going to become. And the idea that you can connect to this idea that you're becoming maybe gives you permission to become, right? If you want to write a book for the first time, and you sit down, you start typing out the words, trust me, You are not yet an author. You are not yet comfortable getting words on page. You are not yet someone who has done the work to actually feel confident in your ability. You are becoming an author. If you are trying to acquire the new skill of standing in front of an audience and speaking well, like you're trying to hone your ability to speak, you are not yet a speaker, you are becoming a speaker. You know, you're a speaker, but maybe you're not yet a speaker who can stand on a stage and hold their attention, right? If you are still in this quarantine trying to figure out how to do this well, you are still, we are becoming in this because no one knows what it means to be in this. So the first thing I would suggest is Give yourself permission to be someone who is becoming as a way to activate resilience. Because if you decide, oh, I should have already been there, or I should already know, your willingness to get back up fast is compromised. We're becoming. That's one. Number two, resilience requires faith. Now, it may require faith in a higher power, but it definitely requires faith in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you are going to get there, wherever there is, if you are going to actually become someone who is resilient. And it's hard because sometimes you have to like really commit to and convince yourself that you can get to this place, though you do not know how. Okay? So the the interesting thing about faith is that you do not actually get the benefit of seeing exactly how it's going to play out. And you have to still believe without that evidence that you can get there regardless of the route, regardless of how strong the headwinds end up becoming, regardless of what change, rug pulls, unexpected variables, how long the quarantine, all of it. You have to just, you just have to accept That you have the capacity to get there and your knowing that you can get there does not matter at all how you get there, right? You just have to know. You have to have that confidence that you can. You have to know that while the circumstances of how you get there are unknown, it doesn't matter. It's a lock. You're getting there. And so when it comes to getting to the other side of this quarantine, when it comes to getting your word count on the book you're writing, when it comes to becoming the speaker you'd like to become, when it comes to adopting a baby, where the process involves a bunch of rug pulls that you could have never ever expected. You have to know with certainty that that thing that you are going for is a thing that will come, but you just don't know the way that it's gonna come, that's okay. You know that you will have faith in yourself, have faith in a bigger power, have faith in the timing and circumstances happening as they're supposed to and maybe the circumstances happening the way they are are either protecting you from something you cannot see or are preparing you for something that you do not realize yet that you need the talent to ultimately enjoy the thing that you're reaching for right our adoption journey man it created so much in how i now think about what we can handle as a family it was preparing us for the life that we end up having now. It was protecting us, in some instances, from things that we could not have ever understood. And yet, we we, we made it through. If you're joining late, where's Rachel? Rachel's writing a book today. She's writing a book this week. I'm jumping in this week for Ray Ray Hollis. The first thing is you gotta accept that you're in a state of becoming. The second thing is you have to understand that resilience and faith are connected, all right? The third thing, this is for me, right? I'm going to tell you right now. The third thing for me is that resilience has depended on my ability to, to see what control is in my life, as in it is not real, right? There was this belief in how much I could control prior to this quarantine happening, that this quarantine now happening has revealed how little control I've ever actually had. And resilience here for me requires that I am able to see that the things that are going to happen next are outside of my control. And when they're outside of my control, I still have to get back up. I still have to keep on going. And sometimes when you are thinking that you're in control, sometimes when you believe that you can predict what happens next, In the absence of the things you thought were going to happen next happening, it compromises your willingness to get back up or your belief that you can And so the more that you can connect to this reality that the only thing you can control is today, the efforts and the mindset and the willingness to put in the work today, that is the only thing you can control, then your ability to get back up and have this resilience and keep on going is something that is not contingent on the circumstances that come our way, right? Whatever ends up happening next doesn't matter. You're committed to resilience. And the sooner that you can see that, man, control is not a thing that ever existed, it will afford you the opportunity to focus on the things you can affect today because that's the only thing that we actually can control, how we show up today, right? Your attitude, your effort, how we do the things that we can actually do today the willingness that we have to put effort in today that's what we can control okay so uh, accept that you're becoming know that resilience requires faith know that resilience requires you to actually see control for what it is not a thing that exists uh and the fourth thing for me resilience has required a lot of grace resilience requires a lot of grace right Rachel uses this example all the time when we're at Rise Conference, uh, so I will steal this from her because it's just too good. But when you're a when you're when you have a baby, right? You have a baby, and that baby decides to start walking, and that baby deciding to start walking is now standing up for the first time, and and it's like holding itself on the edge of a of a table, and it goes and takes that first step, and then it falls down. What is the reaction that you have to that baby? You don't yell at that baby, baby, you're a dumb baby. Stay down forever. If you can't walk your first time, you're never gonna walk. (laughs) Of course not. You encourage that baby. You tell that baby how proud you are of that baby making that one wobbly step. You tell that baby how they can do it again, get back up, you got this baby. That's for your first kid. By your second kid, you're like, stay down. We don't need any more mobile babies in this house. But. The point is, right, when you're young and you're learning and you try and you fail, the, the, the instinct is, right, encourage them to get back up and try again. When your kid's learning how to swing a bat, catch a ball, ride a bike, whatever it might be, the way that you afford grace is a catalyst for the way that they become resilient. And so the more that you can connect to the way that you might encourage people, to actually embrace a little of how they might, to themselves, afford the kind of grace that they would their young children that they're trying to teach how to do something for the first time to. Then it enacts, it, it, it's a catalyst for the kind of resilience that you'd hope for. Get back up. Keep on going. You got this. What an effort. That's fantastic. It is about Grace. And here we are in these crazy times, right? These are crazy times. And when you start to feel beat down by the 10th week, whatever it ends up being, the 1,000th the, the, the week of quarantine, give yourself some grace. If, if your child were struggling through their experience of this quarantine, how would you have a conversation with them about their struggle? You would, you, would, you would join them in a place that says, I see your struggle and I appreciate your struggle and I honor your struggle and I wanna come alongside your struggle and I appreciate that it's not easy, but get back up, you're doing fine, let's keep going. But yet with yourself, you're beating yourself up because there's this absence of grace as though you age out of grace. You don't age out of grace. You don't age out of grace. And so, man, I wanna encourage you Connect to how you might afford grace to a child who's learning to do something for the first time and apply that same kind of grace to you doing this for the first time. My goodness, no one has a great sense how to do this well. Give yourself some grace. We are all in a state of becoming. Resilience requires faith. Resilience requires that you appreciate the absence of control for what it is, a thing that's never existed. Resilience requires grace. And finally, resilience is measured not, this kind of goes with grace, resilience is measured not by how often you fall down but how you get back up, okay? How you get back up. Resilience is about continuing to push forward when you find resistance, when you find adversity, when the headwinds are strong, right? And when you are measuring resilience, you are not measuring how slow you had to go in the face of those headwinds, how many times you fell off and had to get back up. You're measuring getting back up, right? If you're driving down the road, I use this example in my coaching last night. If you're driving down the road and you get a flat tire right you pull over to the side of the road you fix the tire you get back on the road you do not sit on the side of the road for 5 days you don't like curse at the tire and not fix it and allow the tire in its flatness to now flip your car into the ditch you pull over you fix the tire you get back on the road and your resilience is measured by the willingness to address the tire get it fixed get back on the road and keep going Right. If you get a flat tire, you don't live on the side of the road. Your mail isn't now delivered on the side of the road. You don't. You get back on the road as fast as you can. And the way that you measure resilience is how fast you get back up. Your your resilience is measured by your willingness to just keep on changing that tire when it gets flat. Flat tires don't make you bad. Fixed tires make you resilient. And here we are. We're just going to measure how fast we can get back up because man, it doesn't in any way indict you as not being strong or good or enough that you're processing this with some flat tires. Everyone's got flat tires. Everyone here is struggling, right? And the struggle is not a sign of your being weak or or bad or not good or not enough. Your struggle is a sign of your humanity. That's a humanity that I share, that Rachel shares, that every single person listening to this shares. All of us struggle. And the willingness for us to address the struggle and get back up, that's resilience, right? Resilience is just this decision every single time to get back up. And so how we measure our our get back up, how we do it and how fast we can do it, that's resilience. This isn't about keeping track of falling down. This is about keeping track of how fast we get back up. And here's the great thing. Resilience builds confidence. Resilience builds belief. Resilience reinforces your faith. Because as you get back up, get back up, get back up, you are confirming to yourself your ability to do so. And in that self-perpetuating belief in self, you will... Now, the next time you get the flat, no, oh, I know this. I can handle this. I can take care of this, right? I talk about in the, in the book, the chapter that's up on, uh, on Rise Together today, I never want to experience 2016 again. 2016 was the hardest year for our family. It was impossibly, impossibly difficult. We had already been in an adoption journey for four years, where failed international adoption and the challenge of uh, of, of foster care and now having foster care to adopt turn into what we believed were were us adopting two babies uh, revealed that they were unadoptable. And these babies that had come into our house at four days old were taken from our house at eight weeks old, and it was devastating. And our decision to keep going and our decision to finish our adoption journey and finish our family and have Noah as the as the final chapter, the happy ending, is something that I, I don't want to relive at all. But I 100% in 2020, in the midst of this quarantine, can stand here today with gratitude for the lessons of 2016, showing me the power of what being resilient in an adverse season did for showing me how strong my marriage with Rachel could be, showing me how resilient my children could be, showing me how strong my faith could be in the midst of unbelievable circumstances. And my hope for you, for all of you, is that though there is nothing that any of us are interested in when it comes to what's happening in this quarantine. Now man, no one voted for this, no one wants it, no one likes it, people are sick, it's changing the way we do business, all of these things, they're not ideal. And yet, I want so badly for you to stay connected to this reality that two years from now, 10 years from now, you will look back on 2020 as the time when your resilience showed itself and 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 in its proof made you a believer in how resilient you can be. Your, Your ability to process this pain and still get up. Is something that when pain comes again, this isn't going to be the only season of pain that we go through. You'll have a, a, a memory, you'll have proof, you'll have evidence of the way that you were able to process it in a way that arms you to handle it better. Right? This time, this time stinks. I, man, I'm not, I, I, I'm not again, I don't want to relive 2020. Thank you very much. We're just in 2020. But I've also committed at the beginning of the year. This is gonna be the best year of my life, and part of why I believe it today as much as I did in January when I said it is because the things I will learn in this season through resilience are the things that will inevitably make me strong when I have to be resilient next. Period. And I hope that the, I hope that's the same thing for you, right? I didn't vote for this, I didn't want this, I declared that I'm gonna have this great year, I still believe it to be true, and I didn't get a say in the circumstances during which my great year would would show up. And part of why I believe it's gonna be a great year is because I'm having to choose to thrive through resilience in adverse times, come at me bro, I'm gonna grow my facial hair, cut my own hair, I'm gonna get strong, I'm gonna do this despite the fact that the winds are blowing hard, right? I can find reason, I can find meaning, I can find purpose in this season, and I hope that you can too. And guess what, it's still hard, but I hope that you can too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you all listening to a little yell talking this morning. Uh, I appreciate you letting me stand in for my wife. Uh, She appreciates your uh, willingness to uh, put up with me while she is writing. She's gonna write tomorrow as well, so we got one more day of me yell talking about resilience. I want to encourage you that you uh, have the power to see the good in this day. Have yourself a good Thursday. Uh, I'll recommend, again, listening to the Rise Together podcast today to listen to uh, a chapter out of this, my book, Get Out of Your Own Way, A Skeptic's Guide to Growth and Fulfillment. Chapter 9 is all about our adoption journey where we were the most resilient in the history Uh, of our relationship. And man, the power of that resilience then has produced so much fruit in our necessity of being resilient today. Uh, If you end up liking the chapter that you listen to, I read the entire thing on Audible. I'd love for you to grab the book. Uh, Until tomorrow, have yourself a fantastic day. We will see you. When I say we, I mean I will see you then.